All right, it's the Photography Brothers podcast, and you know what we do here. We open with some banter, and uh, obvious obvious banter today, unavoidable. We have to talk about my co-host's new look. So uh, I don't know. Let's just give let's just give a round of applause for uh, for Michael his bravery. Um, you know, embracing uh, embracing the new look here with the beard. Uh, yep. The bald head. We're gonna get into uh, who maybe some some looks that inspired this, but for now we'll do a short round of applause. All right, that's pretty good for a round of applause, Michael. Well done. <laughs> uh, what what, ins- what inspired the uh, what inspired this dramatic dramatic choice, buddy? Uh, okay, well, um, I was uh, bowling a lot already, and I thought, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> commit. You know, go go with what your body's doing. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, no, it all. You know, I had my my hair real long. It was cool. But unless it was in a bun, it was kind of like, oh my god, do I really know like that it looks good or not? And it was just annoying. Every, you guys know if you if you're going through thinning hair and stuff, it's it's annoying. But uh, I got to a point where I was just like, fuck it. Like I'm gonna get to a uh, this point where I'm like comfortable with it and it's cool and whatever. And I actually don't mind it, so that helps. Um, but, uh, ultimately, you know, just really wanted to channel my inner, uh, Dominic Toretto. Nice man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So good, good to know that it was, uh, it was Dom, a uh, fr- friend of the podcast that, uh, that helped, helped you in your decision. And I, yeah. I love it, man. I think that once the, once the tan line kind of, you know, yes. the, the tan on the top of the head gets in there. I'm working gonna, on it. It's going to look more, <laughs> it's going to look a lot more natural and it's, uh, it's going to look good, but we're, we're not here to talk about hair. Uh, this isn't a, a hair podcast. I did have, uh, <laughs> What? I do have a great song for everybody, but uh, I don't know. Loop the music a couple more times, I guess. Um, Let's talk about uh, experiences from our childhood, because I do like uh, when uh, when those when those moments come up. I think that's always fun. You know, Um, I wanted to ask you, Michael, what was let's uh, let's say like even grade five, grade six, like later, later elementary school times, uh, something that happened to you, an experience you had that uh, that taught you a, a valuable life lesson. Oh wow! Like you're going life lesson. You can't just at we're, the end be like, opening. "By the way, we're, it taught you something significant that influenced you throughout the rest of your yeah, life." How do you just drop that. that at the very end? Well, what do you Come got, on, bro? let's go. You got to keep the photographer brain. You know, you don't even have to worry about your hair, what style it is anymore. You got yeah. lots of brain power to commit to figuring this Fair. out. Uh, I'm gonna say I think like my first job is around that time delivering newspapers. Uh, okay. Okay. So that was like, I guess, like value of the dollar, um, but oh, also nice. criminally underpaid. I mean, I was getting paid like $70 a month. Um, so, you know, one video game basically was all I got. How about you? <laughs> uh, that's a good one, man. Taught you the the value of money and uh, the hard work that you have to do to get it, right? So I dig that. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm going to say when uh, me and my friends, uh, how many members of the Backstreet Boys are there? Are there four? Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, I think there's five. There's I think there's five? Because I can only remember. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. There must have been more of us then. Christopher Barkell or whatever the heck his name is. It was him. I will confirm, but. How many members of the Backstreet Boys are there? Anyways. Um, yeah. Me, Christopher Barkell, I think was the kid's name. Uh, my friend, Brandon Bailey. And uh, uh, Derek Caldwell. We, we formed uh, our own Backstreet Boys um, and we wanted to be <laughs> in a talent show and we like tried out for the talent show. I guess we had one more guy. Maybe it was Scarred, but I feel like it wasn't. Anyways, could have been. Sorry to Scarred if it wasn't you. Um, but but we, we didn't make it past uh, the first round there. So <laughs> No <laughs> way. We, yeah, we, we never got to uh, perform uh, as the Backstreet Boys. We didn't, uh, we didn't make it past auditions. That's unfortunate, man. Uh, I will. I will let you know, though. There, there are confirmed five. There's Nick, Kevin, Brian, AJ, and Howie. I think Howie is forgotten often. Yeah. So we must have had somebody else. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it, it must have been Scarred, but uh, I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, the the life lesson that I learned there, though, is that I'm never going to be uh, a boy band member. You know, I kind of let that dream die right there and figure it out. You know, I better learn how to use a camera or. Uh, learn how to play the guitar. So. Right, right. Yeah, anyways. Uh, speaking of 
playing the guitar. Uh, I'm going to play some guitar for you guys. All right. Ooh, okay, let's do that. Okay, so today's song is, uh, you know, often we'll go with like a, well, if it's Michael, we'll go with more of a singer-songwriter type of thing. Usually if it's me, you guys will get like a classic rock tune. Uh, this time, though, uh, we're going to go really classic, and uh, this is a uh, arrangement of a tune by a man you may have heard of, uh, Johan Bach, and, uh, and we're going to get into this right here. Are you ready, Michael? Let's go, Johan, yeah. Okay, here we go. We're going all in on this one. I'm here with my bro to talk about photos. Now it's time to start the show. Okay, good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Dear listeners. You got a line out. Yeah, that was okay. (laughs) Not terrible. Uh, I am your photographer, Jared Poirier. Um, Maybe I got a little bit too optimistic on that song, Uh, but I am here with another, uh, I was going to say another bald photographer, but I'm not bald yet. (laughs) Who are you, buddy? I'm also not technically bald. I shave it down to a 0.8. So it's uh, a really short buzz. But my name is Michael Costa. Uh, I'm also a photographer. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point, right? We're both photographers and shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we're out here. We're going to have a great show today. Me and Jared are very excited about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Jared, I mean, how, how do you want to start this thing off? I guess we gotta um, do the topic, eh? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a f- I'm gonna say a fun topic today from Michael Costa, and mm. uh, and from from me we have a uh, anger inducing <laughs> <laughs> news story uh, that's gonna get everybody pissed because they Michael they pissed me off this week. Yeah. Right, so. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try to rein in the anger a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, when we get into the news, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be not that fun, not that fun to be honest, but, uh, I think it's very important that we cover this news story. So where it's, uh, you know, going to be kind of a environmental, uh, news story, but very, very important one to cover. Uh, but before we get into that, we can do Michael's topic. Uh, what's your topic, Michael? Uh, my topic is around uh, some simple camera hacks that you can do to uh, up your photo game or just to play around a bit uh, with photography. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a fantastic idea for a topic. Um, when you brought it up, though, uh, earlier today, we, we didn't prep for this episode as much as... No. <laughs> I, I did a lot of research for the... <laughs> For the uh, for the news the news segment, so that that one's going to be more uh, more prep heavy, more research heavy. Uh, for this, uh, when Michael brought this to me, I was like, man, I don't think I know that many camera hacks. And then I went on a bike ride, uh, hit the ramps on my bike a little bit this morning, and started thinking about it. And I was like, I know nothing but camera hacks. So I've got a, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a long list of them here. Um, you know, as Michael and I talk about a lot on this show. Um, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, salt of the earth dudes. Uh, we didn't start out in the game with a big leg up and a ton of money. And we've had to, you know, earn our, uh, I don't know. I don't want to use stupid military analogy and say earn, earn our place, our, earn our place. Yeah. <laughs> had to earn our place and uh yeah we've our place in the game and if i get super distracted it's because the air show is happening right out in front of me here and that'll explain why it's uh also loud um but yeah we we had to come up and and use some pretty crappy cameras at times i'll be honest mm-hmm. uh and you know try to do some pretty intense things uh with not the most intense gear all the time so uh, we've learned some things along the way, and I'm super excited to share some of them with you. Um, you can probably tell that I'm pretty caffeinated right now. Uh, so why don't we let Michael uh, start us off on a more mellow pace here and uh, talk a little bit about your first camera hack you want to share with everybody. Maybe we can do uh, just to 
um, give a little bit of structure here, and maybe we can do like shooting and then editing after, if you want. Oh, editing, true. Okay, I can I can come up with one for editing. <laughs> <laughs> At least one. Uh, bro. I tr- trust me, it's one of those things where once you start thinking about it, you'll and once you start talking about it, you'll be like, and then this, and then that point. Yeah, that's be, true. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll see. We'll see. So are we going one by one? Like sure, I go, go you go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, the first one I'll, I'll add in is one that we've talked about uh, with a guest on the show before. We've addressed it, I think, a couple of times just in conversation. But I think it's just adding foreground blur um, to, to your images, just adding that depth. Um, and, you know, I, I've I made a TikTok about this recently. But um, I, I think the nice thing about it is that you can kind of get a few different um, pluses with this technique. You, you can get the, uh, you know, uh, some added color. Um, you can get uh, a bit more framing. So it kind of really like use the shape of that object that's in the foreground to, to drive focus on your subject. Um, and also you can add some texture as well, depending on, on what the object is if you're using something like a tree you have some uh, interesting bark textures and stuff like that too so um yeah i think adding foreground blur does a lot for your images and um i wouldn't use it in every every like, portrait that you take or, or anything like that but uh, it's definitely a cool one to have yeah man it's worked uh really well for for you uh definitely stands out in your portfolio those images where you've kind of utilized that and very creatively like held some extra stuff in front of the lens and you know like for all those reasons, creating texture, adding color. Uh, One of our guests, uh, Broderick, who inspired me to start taking my bike on ramps because I don't do enough dangerous stuff already, (laughs) uh, is is another another person who who we remarked here on the show. It's nice now that we've got such a big, uh, you know, body of work to, to look back on. You know, Michael, yeah. um, you know, how, how, how we hustle, how we work so hard on this podcast for our dear listeners out there. Um, a couple of <laughs> ones that I have here. I got a lot, man. And I don't know how we're going to get to all these. I'm going to just have to talk fast. Um, the the tri- <laughs> Let's talk about tripods. OK, this Ooh. is the great the great photographer debate, Michael tripods. Okay. So okay. you're going out on a shoot, right? Let's say it's a, uh, let's say it's a lifestyle shoot. Okay. You're going to take, mm-hmm. uh, 10 photos. You're going to meet, meet your model and take some photos. Are you going to bring a tripod buddy? I'm probably not taking probably not. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this is such a thing because I feel like I'm kind of like that too, where I'm like, man, maybe I won't bring a tripod unless I, it's tough. It's, it's tough more one. gear. It's more, you got to bring gear. It's more gear that yeah. you got to bring. Sometimes you're going to need that depends on the type of shoot that you're doing. If, if mm-hmm. I'm doing a photography shoot or something, then hell yeah, I'm going to need that tripod. If you're doing uh, landscapes, you know, you might need that tripod, anything architectural kind of photography where you need like really, really clean, like lines, really um, clean compositions. Yeah, get that tripod. But uh, for a lifestyle shoot, the last one I did, man, I brought a tripod and I didn't even freaking use it. I'm just carrying it around. Like, what's the point, right? So mm-hmm. kind of the uh, the camera hack here. Um, there's tripods everywhere that you guys don't think about. Uh, I call these street tripods, right? <laughs> Places uh, where you can put your camera. And I utilize this all the time uh, when I'm vlogging. I've actually done some episodes on this very YouTube channel uh, where I kind of give away some of my vlogging uh, methodology. And yeah, there, there's stuff where you can leave your camera, man. Like you trash cans there's pillars there's uh the can of post kind of screwed us over because they made those shits angular but (laughs) you know you can find places ledges you know make sure it's safe uh to drop your your camera there um you know but again for for certain applications yeah you definitely need that tripod uh particularly real estate photography there's no escaping in that case Mm -hmm. lifestyle even portrait uh, if it's outdoor, especially, you know, running gun shoot, uh, I think you can leave that tripod at home and, uh, and find some other, uh, like street tripods, like I talked about. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. If you like, if it breaks too, like, it's like, what do I got? 
available to me my surroundings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure that's a good yeah, tip, if your man. tripod breaks which i've never done yeah yeah <laughs> t- totally didn't notice your broken tripod the last time we shot yeah <laughs> yeah me and michael actually did uh, a shoot together pretty recently so now we kind of know each each other's uh dirty secrets <laughs> yeah i know i know it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of dirty i don't know i don't know kinda dirty i know too much but um I'll hop into my next tip here. This is one that I haven't honestly even practiced enough, but it's a good one to try out. Um, So let's paint the picture here, Jared. It's Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever it is you celebrate, folks. Okay. But, you know, it's that seasonal cheer, you know, and you want to create some interesting, warm images. And what you've noticed in some of like, for example, uh, Waffle, what's his name? Braden Waffle, Brandon Waffles. What's his name? The famous guy. You don't, why goodness, the photography brothers. Pop, I mean, I don't remember his name either. I think it's Brandon Waffle. He's is like he the, really, is he on really, the dope squad with, uh, <laughs> he's, <laughs> with Peter. He's not on the dope, the squad. dope squad. He has shot with Peter though. Yeah. That's the um, white squad is what it is. I, I know. I know we need some diversity we'll in that, that but uh, that I know later. that's actually the topic of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears. Calling out Peter McKinnon. All right. I know. Yeah, that's the last thing we should probably do. This guy's like the Drake of the photography world yeah, in Toronto. Do we want to? Yeah. Yeah. Might as well um, call it Drake while we're at it. I know. Peter McJake. Peter McDrake? <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyways, on to the point. Uh, you see some really cool photos. Maybe you're looking at Brandon Waffles photos or whatever his name is. You see these cool bokeh shapes, um, and they're not the traditional circular uh, shape. And the reason for that is because it's um, the the bokeh is referencing the shape of your lens. It's that circular. Actually, no. Technically, it's referencing the the blades. That's why sometimes when you have a cheaper lens and you have less blades, it's more octagonal. Ah, you'll have a more angular uh, bokeh. Interesting. Exactly. Now, what you can do with that is you can um, get a piece of paper, cut out like a star. If you are able, I can't even draw a star properly, but if you can draw a star properly, cut it out, try to get it to the scale of the, the, the optic of your lens, like the scale of the lens, uh, the furthest out lens, you know, the one you can actually interact with, overlay it, rubber band, take some photos. You'll notice that the Hmm. bokeh is actually going to take that on, take on that form factor. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool, man. Man, when we yeah. did this episode, I didn't think we were going to get cool ones like that. That's very creative and very interesting. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me shit tips, man. <laughs> I thought we were going to get crappy ones that I could have thought of myself. I didn't know. But, yeah, that's, why, that's why we have two people on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Michael brings a lot to the table. I know you guys think that... Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I know um, he's just okay. a pretty face and a shiny head, yeah. but he's he's got yeah, more to he's, offer. He's not just a shiny head and a nice pair of specs, you know? That's right. Um, yeah, I got uh, a couple here that came from a recent shoot. Uh, these are pretty pretty video related. Uh, I guess it could help you for photos sometimes. Um, so two things. They both came from the same shoot. Uh, number one, if you are a cool person who has a Canon camera, it's very likely that you will be able to flip your screen around. Maybe I'll even put a little picture of that up here. Cool camera, you can flip your screen around. If you're a Sony user, it's very likely that you cannot flip your screen around, okay? So one way to... uh, (laughs) Dude, that one is pretty hard to argue. Most Canon models have it, and Sony. We'll get it, there. It's okay. Yeah, we'll it's okay. talk. Finish about your it. tip. Finish your tip. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyways, um, if you can't flip your screen around into like selfie mode to see yourself while you're shooting videos, uh, one thing that you can definitely do to address that very uh, simple solution: put a mirror behind your camera. That way, you can look in the mirror and you'll be able to uh, see that. Of course, you can also get like a second monitor for your camera, but that costs a lot of money. And mirrors, you already have one, so mirrors are free. Uh, mirrors are that, free. Mirrors yeah. are usually free. Or you can always like steal a mirror as well, so. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you can't. <laughs> it's a lot easier to steal a mirror than to steal uh, a monitor, right? So no, this, is true. this is true. Don't steal anything, yeah. don't steal anything. Um, steal. Except, my heart, which Michael has done. 
Uh, anyways, um, the other tip that uh, that came from that exact same shoot, and this was a remote shoot where we were uh, doing something similar to what me and Michael do here on The Brothers. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. We're not in the same room when we shoot this. <laughs> there goes the um, magic. So, there yeah, there goes. goes the magic. So, um, so the person, the uh, guest who we were speaking with uh, on the interview that we were doing remotely, she was filming on her camera. Uh, it was a Fuji, I think. I'm going to say it was a Fuji. And it was overheating <laughs> really badly. So we could shoot for like 20 minutes. And I guess like the room that she was in was kind of like a solarium or something because it was just like, oh, we'd shoot for 20 minutes, overheat, turn it back on, shoot for 10, overheat. And eventually I was just like, you know what? Throw that camera in your fridge. So she put it in the fridge. <laughs> and this is like, uh, this is not a recommended. <laughs> Canon hasn't approved this. In, in Fujifilm. <laughs> Fujifilm has not approved. No, fair, I don't fair. think any camera company will recommend that you put your camera in the fridge at any point. Uh, but it totally worked. She put it in the fridge for like 10 minutes, came back. We shot like the other half hour that we needed. And uh, and things were cool after that. Um, so that's a camera hack right there. Uh, two of them. Nice. Nice. Well, in all fairness, in Jared's defense, no phone company is going to tell you to put your phone in a bag of rice after mm. you drop it oh, in really? water. So, I mean, well, no, you're not opening up the manual and, and seeing just like, well, <laughs> just they want like you to buy, images they want like you to Jasmine Rice and your phone. Yeah. yeah, I know. They want you to buy a new one, right? Yeah. And that's Obviously. the thing. Obviously. Built to break, uh, not built to last. Sort of like Canon cameras. But All one right. thing I wanted to uh, just to you show you. One. Also, who are you refer- are you ta- are you referring to Corinne for, on our podcast? Oh, no, no. Totally different. Totally different uh, shoot that I was doing, man. Yeah. One oh, of my okay. I thought you referenced too. the podcast. I was like, she shoots Canon, man. So if that happened. No, 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 no. And her uh, thing wasn't overheating. We didn't have to put that in the fridge. No. I mean, maybe after. I have to double, yeah. double check. But uh, I, I do want to. I think you're overheating. We're going to have to put you in the fridge. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, I have better uh, circulation now, I think. Mm-hmm. the Now, it's what I will brain, say. The old brain unit. Exactly. Exactly. Direct access. I do have a Canon camera. I don't know yeah. if yeah, you were T- aware what's that? of that. T3. It is. I think this is the the newest one. This is the <laughs> this is, the newest. One. This is the, the top of the line. The R R5 or whatever. The yeah yeah, you know? yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I know if you notice, yeah. there actually is no articulating screen. Yeah There's yeah no yeah. Flip out screen. Yeah. Just needed to bring that to your attention. Yes, Michael. Um, and, I, and I don't know if you noticed, but had you paid more than 250 bucks for a Canon camera, you probably would have uh, that flip out screen. But anyways, can you do you want to just get to your next? Uh... <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, look, I didn't pay anything for it, so that's fine. Uh, so, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's worth. So anyways, um, my third point is not editing. Uh, it is prisms and CDs, actually. Prisms and CDs. Uh, really good friend of mine. I actually really want to have her on the show. Her name's Jess. Uh, I've referred to her more than enough times for sure. Um, but she, we refer to her as the Prism Queen because she is so darn good at it. And it does take a little bit of work. But Prisms are essentially these, you've seen them in science class. Um, you've shone, sh- shine light through it. And you get like, you know, uh, what's that famous rock album where you have like the rainbow that comes out of the triangle pink floyd's uh pink that's... floyd yeah those guys you know um pink lloyd so uh <laughs> pink floyd's awesome i uh, love money uh but it's really cool uh and now one thing is you don't necessarily have to go out and spend 25 bucks on a prism you can also use cds to get a similar effect it's oh. not going to be the same um prisms kind of have like a really cool replicating effect where you'll have like when you angle it at just the right um way you'll get like whatever light sources are around you and it'll kind of multiply and like form around your, your subject, whether it's a, a model or, or a product or whatever that is. Um, it's really, really cool. CDs will do something similar again. It'll, it'll shine that light. It'll kind of split and add some interesting color, but um, a really cool one. And again, with the CD, it's not too hard to implement. Nice, dude. Oh, I love how this one's panning out because like a lot of my uh, hacks are more like practical and more like problem solving. And then a lot of yours are like more artistic, like bringing a next level to, to the work. So I really, yeah. I really enjoy that one, man. That's really yeah. cool. And these are all things that I will uh, will definitely try out maybe like right after we shoot this. Um, I've got another couple here, um, but I think that we kind of have to start getting, you know, up into, uh, 
get get into the news here pretty soon. Uh, I do want to mention one that is related to editing, though. So maybe we can get mm-hmm. into uh, maybe you have another editing one after this one. Um, but one thing that I have definitely done with my photos uh, in the past, and I don't know if this like violates some sacred <laughs> rule of editing, right? Um, but this one happens a lot. Uh, if I'm doing like YouTube thumbnails, uh, is one one part will happen where there's like two people in the photo or just like group photos where there's a lot of people. Uh, So let's say like you take a bunch of photos and then like photo A, like people one, two and three have a good face. And then like, you know, but uh, you know, the last person there uh, was sneezing or whatever. So if I have like another photo right after that where that person's not sneezing, if I can, sometimes I will just like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and just like with, uh, leave like a nice kind of blurred out edge on that, you know, not cut it like so hardcore. Um, and then like paste that onto the photo. I've done it even like where there's two people in the photo and I take the best photo that I have of person a, the best photo that I have of person B literally cut it right down the middle stack those photos together and create like a composite photo for uh for like the best face that i want it's a good tip man can can be done can be it's like a five minute not even like a two minute selection and a half an hour healing brush Uh, yeah (laughs) just trying to get it to look right but it does work it does work i'd say like sometimes you don't even need a healing brush man and that's that's the thing about like when you when you do cut the edges just make sure that's like there's a little bit of gradient to where you're cutting and you probably can just fucking put that stuff down, Yeah, you know? So, yeah. And the yeah. lighting's going to be the same. Everything's going to be the same. So it's probably not going to be yeah. too much of an issue for you. Shouldn't be. Uh, good tip, Jared. That was a good one. Um, I guess uh, on editing, the last one I'll give on the, the photography front is um, more so in Lightroom, something I like to do a lot. Um, is use the color filtering options to really organize the stages that I'm in in the editing process. So um, I'm not sure if this is common. I haven't looked it up or anything. It might be, but um, first thing I'll do is just to get through the photos. Let's get through, select the images that I like. It could be four or five that are kind of like almost duplicate, but they work. Those are workable images. Select that as the first color. I think five or six is red. You just go through, now go through red, select the image that you want to go through. Boom, go through. Now you selected that as the next color in, in, in the sequence. I don't remember if it's blue or red or, or green or whatever. But anyways, you kind of just filter by the stage you're in. And then next to that, now you're going in, you're adjusting color, you're going from there. And then the final stage is really going going in with that healing brush if, you're, you're, if you need to um, and making sure that image looks uh, perfect, the subject, whether that be a product or a person. Um, but yeah, I love to use, I love to use the color labels in Lightroom to help me organize myself. Yeah. Lightroom in general is just friggin' awesome, man. And like for yeah. the longest time I used, um, like Photoshop a lot. And, uh, once I started using Lightroom and like now I don't even, unless I'm like in terms of editing photos, the last time that I even like opened Photoshop to edit a photo, pfft, like it's so much faster to do it in Lightroom. It's (laughs) so well designed in terms of like bulk editing your photos too. Like those times when you've like, you get home and you've just like, you got really inspired that day and you have like 200 (laughs) raw photos. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, and they're kind of all the same. And you're like, man, I need to really figure out which one of these ones is the best. And yeah, Lightroom is, is great for that. So we could probably do a whole episode on, uh, on Lightroom tips and just like making that process uh, a we little bit probably. faster. Yeah, that could yeah. be a good, good episode. Uh, in the future, um, you know, on our road to a thousand podcasts, I think once we get mm. to a thousand, then we're, we're going to take that TV deal and, uh, and turn this into uh, photo bros on, I don't know who we taking a TV deal from. Here's what I'm thinking, Jared. Like, I, I, look, yeah. I mean, we, we can go, <laughs> we can go a couple routes TV. I, I think streaming's yeah. where it's at. You yeah. Know what okay. I mean, I'm yeah, holding yeah. out for that Netflix special. Oh yeah, right? dude. South Park just got a billion. They just got a billion. What? I think from Paramount. Yeah. They got $900 million. They're going to create like 18 movies for Paramount or something. Wow. So, yeah. That's crazy. So look forward to that, bro. Look forward to that. It's all started here on episode whatever this is, 20-something of the Photography Brothers. But uh, yeah. I think it's 34. It's definitely not 20-something. It's definitely 34. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, um, uh, that's probably a good enough uh, segue, I guess. I think so. I don't know what segue means, but let's get into the mo- the <laughs> the moves. <laughs> you know what segue means. Come on. You know what a segue is? You know what, like, you know, a segue like Paul Blart or whatever? Like, you know all the segues. Yeah, I know all about segues. Segway connoisseur over here. I like how you're you're more stuck on that than than when I said that we're going to get into the moose. Oh, you said the moose. I said the moose. So, okay, so you don't know what segues are and we're getting into the moose. Are you okay, Jared? Are you doing all right? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm okay, but uh, I'm going to get through the rest of this episode. That's for sure. Um, yeah, let's try not to get too pissed or at least I won't. Okay, here we are. It's, <laughs> it's the news. Um, I did a lot of freaking research on this news. Uh, it's kind of getting flashbacks to our NFTs episode. Um, mm. and yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff here to unpack. Uh, and like I said, a story that's probably going to piss you off, especially if you go click on any of these links and go watch any of these videos, you're probably gonna get super pissed. Oh, uh, but I, th- yeah. I think, I think, uh, this is really important to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of our, we have some international listeners, uh, and we also have some Canadian listeners. I see the charts. I see who's watching, um, who's <laughs> listening. Uh, it's, you guys can't hide from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of freaky, but okay. That is weird, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scouting the IP addresses. <laughs> I know it was you, Robert, who only listened to half of the last episode. Go finish oh, it. It was goodness. a great one. Come on, John and Michael Bond came on. Like, let's go. Uh, anyways, so here we go. This is the Fairy Creek, uh, British Columbia situation. And um, probably Michael knows a, a bit about this now as he read some of the news articles that I sent over. Uh, so this is not really going to benefit him. It's mostly going to benefit the listeners. I just want to, uh, you know, give you guys a bit of a summary. And as much as I did research this as much as I possibly could, uh, we're probably going to get a a couple of things a little bit wrong. It is an evolving, uh, very complex situation. Uh, And another thing that we should point out here is that Michael and I can only really speak on this from like our own perspective and like what we're reading in the news. I am Métis, so I am a little bit Aboriginal, actually. That is kind of part of my uh, bloodline, part of my identity, part of my heritage, and uh, part of the human being who I am. Uh, Michael is a caring and compassionate, uh, let's say, ally. <laughs> of, yes. Um, and, and I am mostly white as well, guys. I mean, I can't, can't really lie. I'm not, sit- <laughs> I'm not sitting here, uh, you know, uh, Chief Chief Jared over here. So um, in some ways, you know, I, I, I benefit from uh, the stuff that's that's hurting uh, the, the Aboriginal communities here. Um, and that's why, why we have to talk about this stuff. So let's get into it here. Um, the... Uh, Fairy Creek is a area of land in British Columbia, uh, and it is the site of uh, a huge um, confrontation, uh, what is on pace to become the largest act of civil disobedience, uh, that's like protests not following the law, in Canadian history. Uh, there's been over 800 arrests uh, since this situation started. Um, basically, what went down, there is a old growth uh, forest on the site of Fairy Creek. Uh, we are talking some trees that are like 2,000 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Irreplaceable, obviously. I mean, in two, you got, they're not irreplaceable. It takes 2,000 years to grow them. <laughs> so right. if you cut them down, you got to wait 2,000 years to get those trees back. Uh, they store a lot of carbon, so this is like a big environmental issue. Um, and there is a company that uh, wants to cut these trees down. Uh, so they are called the Teal Jones Group. I think it's really important uh, that everybody knows that. You know, Maybe you have some stock in that company. Maybe you want to not have stock in that company anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to talk about uh, some other key characters who are going to come up. Uh, we have the Pashadat Nation, uh, which is the nation that has, I guess, like treaty um, ownership of that area. Uh, and then we have uh, John Horgan, who is the NDP um, 
uh, what is he? The premier, I guess, um, for uh, British Columbia. So uh, some guy that we might all be uh, writing emails to to tell him he sucks. Okay, so <laughs> that's kind of bringing you guys up to speed on uh, everything that's gone on so far. Um, I guess before we get into the main, uh, you know, there's kind of a sub segment of this, which is the March on uh, BC Parliament, uh, which is the story that I really want to keep our focus on here. Um, And we do have some great photos from that event. And uh, it's also kind of like a more positive thing than just looking at the police beat people up. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you what are you thinking of this story, Michael, from what you read uh, and, and you know, what you've heard? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I hadn't heard about it until you brought, brought it up. Yeah. Um, and, and that does upset me because I feel like there is an issue with highlighting um, more like Canadian news um, sometimes. I mean, we, we found this a lot with like when Trudeau, uh, when Trump was in office, it was dominant. It was, it, we, we need to understand what is happening on our side of the border, I think more so. And, and this is yeah, something that I wish that we were seeing more on, on CP 24 and, 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 you know, maybe, maybe it's covered in a 10 second segment, but I do think that this is, um, an important subject uh, and, and maybe it's because it makes the RCMP look bad. Maybe it's maybe it's something along those no, lines. Those, but those clowns are making themselves look bad, bro. They do make yeah. I mean for years, <laughs> for for years. Um, but yeah, no man. I, I mean, look for me. I, I totally understand. Um, you know that this is an important thing. I I'm, I'm with the protests. I don't. I I can't believe some of the photos and videos I'm seeing, especially the the one with the masks being taken off and. That, that that was unreal um but uh but yeah i i mean I, i'm excited to uh have a conversation around it not not necessarily um you know about the subject specifically but to, to kind of hear your your thoughts on it and um to have a healthy conversation uh, around what's happening yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's important to check out those videos. Uh, that's going to be the Indigenous News article that's linked below. Um, you guys can check that one out and kind of see uh, what the police have been up to a little bit. Uh, but I also think that you should check out the uh, march um, on uh, International Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, which happened pretty recently, um, on August 9th, actually. Um, so these were protests at, uh, parliament in British Columbia. It was a Aboriginal led demonstration. Uh, some key figures here, uh, Rose Henry, uh, who's an indigenous leader, um, David Mungo Knox, uh, another like indigenous leader, indigenous speaker, um, indigenous community member who, uh, who gave a speech at the event. And uh, Bill Jones, who is actually uh, a member of the tribe in question here. He's an elder of the uh, Patchadat tribe. Um, and he was there basically talking about how much he supports the blockade. He supports uh, everything that the protesters are doing to uh, stop the uh, harvesting, the cutting down of these trees uh, in the forest. So why I think that this is so interesting to highlight. Well, first of all, like there's some beautiful photography here, um, which uh, the article and the photography uh, all done by the same person, which I think is really interesting, definitely ties in with a lot of the things that we like to talk about on this show. Um, Philip McLaughlin uh, is the photographer journalist here who documented uh, this event. Uh, And it's just so interesting to hear the people on the ground, you know, uh, what they're saying. I've got a a quote here from Rose Henry and uh, some other stuff um, from the other uh, two leaders here, if you want to hear from them, Michael. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So um, Rose Henry, a quote from her uh, that I think kind of sets the stage here. Uh, It was supposed to be a day to celebrate being Indigenous. Uh, and for Indigenous people to stand united. The rest of the world is celebrating. Again, this is World Indigenous uh, Day. And she says, what did we wake up to the raid? That's like the police trying to kick out all the protesters. And she said, welcome to Canada. Let's throw on some bracelets. So like, they're still going to 
kind of party. They're still going to enjoy themselves, celebrate, um, you know, celebrate their ancestors, celebrate their identity. And at the same time, like protest at the same time, kind of mourn this, this like shitty situation. There's no really other way to say it. Um, It's really interesting to hear from Knox here as well. Uh, He was there showing his family copper, which is like something that he um, inherited from uh, like his family, uh, something that's been passed down since before before Canada, before colonialism, uh, and kind of represents like the potlatch and like the community coming together and all of that. Um, and he was just talking about how the, um, all of Canada, all the nations within Canada, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, the white people or all the various, uh, you know, immigrants that are here or, you know, the first nations groups, we all need to come together and, uh, protect, protect these forests and uh, the wildlife around them. And this is the most important and interesting one to me. Uh, Jones, who is, like I said, an, an elder of uh, the tribe in question here, the um, da, 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 uh, Pat, Patchadat tribe, uh, he's saying that he <laughs> defies the tribal leaders who have uh, made arrangements to have this place um like have these trees cut down and uh he calls out directly um john horgan uh and just says that he's been doing a crap job (laughs) basically (laughs) so i don't know man um you know there's quite a few different angles here and uh that's probably going to be the stickiest one here is to talk about like the the inner tribe politics like i'm not going to really get into it here in terms of like my personal views but like these people are saying you know we're with the protesters so i think that's that is very interesting right mm-hmm. yeah uh we can talk about the police brutality stuff too man i mean it's not my favorite thing to talk about but uh, i think it is important if you click the link down below uh there is a narwhal article and uh some really uh screwed up videos if you guys want to go watch yeah. them like i'll give you a warning they are not fun to watch but uh yeah what's what's going on in these videos bro you watched them what's happening yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just some great photos, great videos, like you mentioned. Um, the one that was really, really annoying for me. Uh, I mean, wow, I'm so privileged. Uh, it was annoying for me. Uh, yeah, super but, annoyed by this. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> a few, a few, uh, a few provinces away, but uh, I couldn't believe. I mean, there was the the the, the video. Yeah, I mean, actually, there's a couple of videos here. I'm still scrolling through and rewatching these, but it's like just taking masks ripping masks off of people's faces um it's it's uh it's interesting and then ripping the masks off and then and then they're spraying them like and it's not one guy off and spraying them with pepper spray too man yeah yeah yeah, it's just bad stuff. I showed I showed this to uh, I showed this to Masha, and she was like, "This is Canada," is actually what she said to me, right? She was like, "This is our this is this country. This isn't United States." Like, you know, as yeah. sad as it is, we're like we're it's so messed up to say this. We're like used to that coming out of America, right? That like this yeah. like police brutality. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty disgusting. I don't really know yeah. what else to say about it. Um, and then that the the reporting on this hasn't been great as well. I actually do want to call this person out. I gave them a chance to uh, to respond. Emailed them yesterday. They're a writer for the CBC, Rashini Nier. Uh, she's been doing some really crappy reporting on this. <laughs> so we're just gonna we're just gonna call her out right here. This is crappy journalism. Uh, she basically said that there's accusations of. Um, Police misconduct, police abuse. Uh, these aren't accusations. No. I don't know if we do we need. I don't know if we need to go over definitions here. Um, but uh, if there's video evidence of something, if uh, there's video evidence of people ripping off goggles and pepper spraying people in the eyes, uh, you know these. This is uh, this is real. This is happening. So you, you can say in your article that's happening, right? I just. I just hate that. And then I also uh, am really not a fan of like there is a line in here where she says that like the community, like the indigenous community has asked them to leave. A hundred percent not true. Right. The council. Yes. But are the people in line with their council? They're doing another protest (laughs) right (laughs) at parliament. And this is like a native led protest. So, again, I'm not going to comment on the the political situation within the tribe, I can just look here and say that, uh, yeah, that this reporting here has been, been pretty bad. Um, I can't indict the CBC entirely though, cause they do have some nice reporting, uh, by <laughs> Adam Van Der 
Zwan, Adam Vander Zwan. Um, I got a chance to chat with this guy on Instagram yesterday. So as much as we're going to uh, to call out Rashini here, we do have to call out the uh, our shout out. I guess we're going to do a call out and then we're going to do a shout out um, for for Adam. Uh, he's been doing some really great work and he's actually been on the front lines. Uh, he's been down there to the protesters. He's not uh, to the protests. He's not just you know reading some stuff and piecing together uh, an article, which I think is really cool. And uh, he's been highlighting the police abuse and also how uh, the RCMP down there has been trying to limit the press and limit their access and kind of cover up uh, what they're trying to do. So, yeah, um, I guess, uh, yeah, what, what are you feeling about that stuff, man? Well, I'm glad that we have... Um like great access to to cameras and even if it's just on a phone or whatever no like kidding, we have dude, the ability no to capture yeah because yeah. like you mentioned it's it's not being covered well um by sources that we would typically believe should be covering it well i mean you yeah, you'd think like cbc the, would have it yeah. yeah you think we'd know about this like all the things that we know about that like uh that aren't important like that this isn't getting covered it's, yeah yeah i mean i mean look i mean it, it's you mentioned something earlier and it's, it's so accurate. Like even Canadians believe it. And that is that we are, it's almost like we have this belief that we're bad, kind of a bit better and not, not from like an arrogant point point of view, but like um, we like to point the finger at the States and say that they're all messed up and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think Canada's just been really good at, at, at this. Canada's just been really good for years at covering up the shit that they've been doing. Great, great PR, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, talk to, I talk to people who like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just an accessible person. Like if you guys message me on Instagram, I'm going to talk to you. And, uh, I talk to a lot of people from around the world, right. Who either like know me from this podcast or from my other content and the way that they talk about Canada, I'm like, you guys got to come here and see what's like, yes, like we, we have healthcare, there's more economic opportunity, but like the perception abroad. Yeah. That Canada is just like, everyone's so nice. Like these cops in these videos ain't nice. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we have very Michael, similar issues. Michael are nice, but, like geez well <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> it depends man it depends. it depends we can get we can get not nice too if like things aren't nice but uh when we start talking yeah. about sony sony canon i think uh <laughs> things are to go downhill yeah, police police brutality and uh sony canon those are the two big ones for for me and michael the big but, topics uh, right now yeah yeah, man. Anyway, as I said, I wanted to kind of bring some some positivity to this. Uh, it, like, it sucks. Um, <laughs> and that's it. No, uh, I think that's... <laughs> I think that these protesters are doing something really important here. Uh, And I think that this is, uh, I honestly think it's going to be effective. I think that policy is going to change. Um, If you look at the history of this type of stuff, uh, there is, when you and I were three years old, man, this stuff was playing out the... uh, Clayquat sound. Um, there's the, one of our worst episodes for pronunciations, I'm sure. Um, there was another site where a big logging company was going to come in, clear out a, a bunch of BC forest, and uh, protesters showed up, and they stopped it. And uh, now there's been, you know, a bit of logging in that area, um, but also a lot of uh, working with the tribes and uh, ecotourism as well. So this is kind of where the positive can come in. Is like, <laughs> there's like, you know it doesn't have to be this argument and people view it this way where it's like, Oh, the economy versus, uh, like the environment. Right. And like, it it doesn't have to be like that. Like we can, there's lots of different ways that we could get economic value from these forests. Like uh, number one, they're beautiful. Maybe that's not something that you need to think about, but like that ecotourism thing, right. Having those forests there, historical forests, 2000 years old, people want to come in they want to see that right instead of just cut them all down and sell that wood like (laughs) yeah you see you see which one you know has more like long-term benefit you know what i mean so just uh yeah Yeah. it's it's a shame that uh it's got to come to this though because like you know we trust it's stupid that we do but we trust our government to 
to make these decisions and, and to represent us. And uh, yeah, it, it sounds like they're doing a crap job. It sounds like a lot of systems have failed us here and got us to this point, right? Um, the police have failed us. The RCMP has failed us. Uh, the media has failed us. And our political leaders have failed us. So that's where that's where we're here. And uh, who's going to save us? Positive? Who's going to save us? Michael, here comes the positive. Okay. Photog photographers, Michael. Hey. <laughs> people, uh, you know, people like uh, our good friend here, uh, Adam Van Der Wan. I really hope I'm saying his name right. I'm probably not. And uh, Philip uh, McLaughlin. I want to give a huge shout out to those two guys. Uh, you guys are doing great work. And uh, yeah, just so interesting that photographers are here, you know, playing such a vital role. So it's cool. Yeah. Agreed, man. And and I do also believe that something will will come out of this. And and a large mm -hmm. part of that is, like you mentioned, due to the fact that it's documented, that there's yeah. no going back. You can't deny um, yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, like you mentioned, like the, the, the article's uh, story uh, title, it, it is going to, you know, be fairly... Uh, um, uh, I guess that what's the word I'm looking for here. It's, it's going to, and I don't know if it's breaking records, but it's, it's going to be a very, and it already is a very large protest. It, it, yeah. it, it is um, known. It's going to continue to be known as, as we document and, and post and share. And so I think if that's something that we can do to contribute, share this footage around, um, you know, sure. the Narwhal article is a really good one for sure. Yeah, I shared it on Facebook. You guys can share it there. Please, please, please. Yeah, yeah. like this uh, this episode in particular, like, you know, obviously we want our podcast to get reach. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I hope that people see, like, this story. You know, this is an important story. Yeah. And, you know, we, we try to do important work here on the podcast. So if you guys uh, if you guys share this stuff around, then, um, then that would be helpful because... Like, I didn't know anything about this. I, uh, my brother actually, shout out to Craig. Uh, my brother told me about this. I looked into it. I was like, man, this is a perfect story for us to cover. So thank you for, uh, for that, Craig. And thank you, Michael, for, uh, you know, kind of trucking through this with me. I know it wasn't the most uh, fun <laughs> or positive uh, news story that we could have done. But as I said, I think it is uh, really vital. So I thank you for that, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming so well prepared and uh, no having all problem. those stats. I told you um, they pissed me off, Michael. If they piss me off, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get researched. All right. So yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, don't uh, don't be pissed off, guys. Don't be pissed off. Um, if this episode made you pissed um why don't you go and check out something a little bit lighter like michael Tokyo Costa's smoke shop oh youtube <laughs> oh like that ah it's overpriced michael's youtube channel yeah right. the yeah. growing photographer oh okay that one too uh i'm gonna plug that one yeah um there's also a music reaction but i haven't posted there for a while you have a new video coming out soon Exciting. Got a bunch of uh, creatives giving tips. So, uh, yeah, you know, as we're Hell here yeah. giving you some tips today, look forward to some more yeah. tomorrow on that channel. Okay. Awesome. But, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you guys uh, go check out Michael over there. I will link that down below. Uh, if you want to check out some more fun stuff from me, uh, you can check me out on the metal nerd um mm. where mike michael actually guessed it and uh our video is doing well man you want to hear how many views this video has right now how many does it have right now 484 views bro hey it's pretty good right not bad not bad, not bad. so uh yeah go check that video out uh k fan reacts to metal over on the metal nerd um fun video and uh I had to do a lot of editing on it, so <laughs> <laughs> please watch it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else that we need to do or shout out or whatever? Uh, shout out here? to the uh, the Masha and the Dogs podcast. We usually do that. Uh, yeah, it hasn't really. There's not been a new episode forever, but uh, there's, there's a, a, there's a some slurry new, of content there yeah. still, right? There's some good stuff and some new stuff coming. So if you guys want to check out, uh, search that one on uh, Spotify. <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty much it. Above all, I'll share these news stories around, man, yes. so that people know uh, what the heck's going on in Fairy Creek. 
Uh, and until next time, what do we always say, Michael? We say don't buy cannons. They don't have flip out. Oh screens. my God. It's a always lie. buy Sony. Buy, buy whatever's <laughs> in your heart. Okay. And also <laughs> see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Fucker. Ha, 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 ha.